Lieutenant Nurse, has midwife speaking. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's never only measles. <laughs> I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Amy Schneider. This is a special edition. That's right. Of Up Yours Downstairs. Mm-hmm. A little, little series we're calling Tell the Midwife. <laughs> yes. So you may recall. Yeah, you may. Many moons ago. <laughs> you may not recall at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm having trouble with the details, but we asked you all <laughs> yes. what we should do next on the podcast, and you picked Wolf Hall, mm-hmm. which we did. Yeah. Because we felt like we had the emotional bandwidth to do so. <laughs> right. And the other thing was Call a Midwife. Yeah. Which we were kind of hoping you wouldn't pick, but here was we are. Was there a third thing, too? I don't... There was something else that was kind of up there, but those were the two clear... Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I'll go back. Yeah. And check. Yeah. So thanks to all of the cousins who have pledged $10 or more on Patreon, mm-hmm. because you are the ones who have made this happen. <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, if you're not familiar, Call a Midwife is a show about a bunch of ladies Mm -hmm. and they wear these snappy outfits and they go around (laughs) delivering babies Mm -hmm. and hanging out with nuns. Yeah. And we watched the first like four seasons Mm -hmm. and we just couldn't uh, deal with it. Great show. It's a great show. You know, I was criticizing the show. I was reminded as I was watching it, that my parents used to call Little House on the Prairie, the TV show, Little Tragedy on the Prairie. Which is because like every week, you know, some horrible fate would befall, you know, some minor character. Sure. Sometimes the main ones sure. for sweeps. But like, <laughs> this is like Little Tragedy in the East End. Because like every episode, I'm like, oh God, what is wrong with this baby? <laughs> And like when the baby seems fine, I'm like, oh, and then they're like, nope, there's something wrong with them. I'm like, no. Why can't the babies just be okay? I know conflict is the soul of drama, but the babies. Oh God. These working class women try so hard. So that's why we've taken so long uh, to do this. (laughs) Well, and just like the sheer volume. Right. So we were on the fence about how to handle this because Mm -hmm. there are 20 episodes in the seasons that we've not seen. Yes. Which is a lot. That's a lot. We've got The Crown. We've Mm -hmm. got Peaky Blinders dropping virtually at the same time. I'm going to be out of town. Cats and dogs living (laughs) together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So we're calling this Tell the Midwife because I, Kelly, underemployed as I am, (laughs) am watching Call the Midwife, shouldering all the tears on my own, mind you. That's right. And I will now tell Amy mm-hmm. what is happening. We hope this shall be entertaining for you. Yeah, it's a real. Uh, we're we're shaking things up. Yeah, this is a very wise. new format for us. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Experimental jazz fusion. Like we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, first of all, the good news, Amy, Jenny Lee. Still on a bus somewhere. Woo! Yeah. But she still narrates. Ugh. I don't know why that like, is. Yeah. I mean, granted, how would, I mean, like, what else has Vanessa Redgrave even doing? You well, know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, that's true. I don't what know. Is, did she Sleeping like go, on piles of money? Like, come on. Did she go, like, be a hospice nurse or something? Yeah. Or didn't she get married? Or no, the, that guy fell off that awning oh, or the scaffolding, right. remember? <laughs> 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 so okay yeah. look so yeah the, also spoiler alert like i don't know why the fuck you're listening to this if you haven't watched the four previous seasons of call the midwife right. but uh there used to be someone named jenny lee who's played by the same woman who plays uh jane 
Rossford on Wolf Hall. Mm-hmm. And she like had this boyfriend and he was like a painter or like a he did it something with plaster. <laughs> I, he had a, you know, course. Um, <laughs> he did something where he was up on this scaffold and he like <laughs> fell off of it. But like the way <laughs> the way that they shot it was so comical. Yeah. Clearly, we're still laughing about <laughs> this life-altering horror. <laughs> that week, the tragedy did not befall the baby. That's right. It was a guy. He might as well have fallen into a bucket of custard. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he couldn't have been very good at whatever it is that he was doing. Yeah, I guess not. Like, don't fall off of it. Yeah, they had to reset the number of days since fatal accidents outside. <laughs> at the custard factory? <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no custard factory in Poplar. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So, Amy, why don't you start asking me a series of leading questions? <laughs> okay. And I will tell you some answers. All right. Uh, who, who are the characters in the show again? Okay. <laughs> so, at this point, this is technically season five. Okay. It's very weird on Netflix because the Christmas special for the previous season is mm. listed as part of season five mm-hmm. as well as the one for season. So, there's hmm. a total of... 12 episodes well and the christmas specials are now two parts uh, well look hey, hey. call the midwife is a straight up money printing machine at sure. this point i mean i get it even more so than downton abbey because i'm sure the overhead is far lower yeah and you know they don't have to rent a castle <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so call the midwife set in poplar which is a working class very poor neighborhood in the east end of london nanata's house is and i will have a very hard time not going into like a british accent (laughs) so it is a feel free it is a convent house sort of well yeah because we see a bunch of nuns running around sometimes that aren't part of the midwives but i I believe that's true so they are anglican nuns Mm -hmm. not to be confused with the catholic kind yeah not to be confused with real nuns yeah (laughs) (laughs) suck it protestants This is a pro-Catholic podcast. Apparently. Despite the fact that neither of us are Catholic anymore. (laughs) Okay, so anyway, the nuns there also have a staff of midwives who, you know, go out in the neighborhood and they deliver babies and, you know, nappies and things. Prenatal care and whatnot. It looks great. Like, it's too bad that this still doesn't go on because... Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, this is a time where, you know, home birth is still a thing. Mm-hmm. Although at this point, there is a maternity hospital. Oh, okay. So, you know, things are changing a bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, the national health is in full swing. So, okay, here are the characters. Right. On the nun side, you have Sister Julienne, who is the mother superior, okay. I think. But she's the head of all the midwives. Yes. So, for our intents and purposes, she's the mother superior. Okay. You have Sister Monica Joan, who is the elderly... Sort of like, imagine if King Lear and the Fool were the same person. <laughs> right. Okay. That's Sister Monica Joan. Remember that? So she's right. older and infirm, but she has very insightful comments at times. Yes. There's Sister Evangelina, who is my favorite. She's mm. like the old battle axe okay. nun. Right. Got and it. she was from a poor family, I think. I think that's Because right. you, get, you get some classist commentary throughout it Mm -hmm. there is also sister mary cynthia who used to be just a regular midwife and then she realized she was never going to get laid (laughs) and so she became a nun okay yeah she's the very quiet one okay okay. she was like best friends with trixie and then she went off to become a nun yeah and then she came back as a nun okay got (laughs) got it yes i think that's all of the nuns that matt there's one nun who 
I don't even like, I don't even have a fake name for her, but like she's mm-hmm. so inconsequential, mm-hmm. at least in these three episodes that we're covering, that I don't even know what the hell her name is then or what she does. Get it? She's just like, oh <laughs> crap, we didn't put another nun on the call sheet. <laughs> hey, uh, you. <laughs> We're going to make you a star. (laughs) Nun wise. (laughs) So then with the non-religious order folks, you have Nurse Crane, who is older. She's kind of a foil for Sister Evangelina a bit. She's older. She's got sort of a short curly bob. She's a relative recent addition. Right. Because a lot of the originals are gone at this point. Chummy's gone. Yeah. Jenny Lee's gone. Okay, maybe just those two. (laughs) So... My favorite is Trixie. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Trixie so much. Mm -hmm. She is like a glamour puss. I'm not totally clear on where she's from. Mm -hmm. I think she might actually be like from the East End, but she had a hard childhood. Yeah. If I recall correctly. Um, She's an alcoholic in recovery. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that more. Mm -hmm. But then my second favorite is Patsy. Yeah. Patsy, who's a lesbian. (gasps) And remember, her girlfriend got hit by a bus. Yeah, I do remember that. This show is so ridiculous. (laughs) Like, as I sit here watching it, as I sit here telling you about it, but I love it. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have not enjoyed this. Yeah. So anyway, so Patsy is beautiful. Mm -hmm. She has red hair. Yeah. And she is, you know, she is also kind of glamorous, but in a more effortless way than Trixie. Like Trixie's like very put on. Mm-hmm. Then we have the person I refer to as Nurse Boring. <laughs> I think she's meant to be sort of our, you know, chummy and Jenny Lee combination replacement, mm. but she effing sucks. <laughs> I hate her so much. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even know what her real name is. It's Nurse Something. <laughs> I just call her Nurse Boring. She's got a very boring brown bob. She's like awkward and weird. And Mm. like she's being set up as the next love interest for the vicar that Trixie was engaged to. But then he was like, bitch, you drunk. Yeah. I'm not going to marry you. And and, also we'll get to this too. But fuck that guy. Yeah. I cannot believe I was shipping him and Trixie. He is such a goo. Oh my God. He's not even cute. Yeah. So I think that's everybody. What about the one with the doctor and they're like... Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. I was just thinking about people who were in Nanata's house. Right. So you have Sheila, Sheila. who used to be sister something, Mm -hmm. and she was a nun, but then she fell in love with the doctor, Patrick Turner, Mm -hmm. and she was like, I got to quit being a nun and bone down with this guy. Yeah. And he has a son named Timothy, who's a real dick. <laughs> and then they have a baby girl for some reason. It was a whole thing. Yeah, and like was, they adopted her and it was something like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, cause like she couldn't get pregnant or something. I, there was some drama. Imagine that <laughs> on this drama show. <laughs> anyway, I think, Oh, then there's Fred who historically has been the handyman at Nanata's house. Right. And he is married to the woman who runs the millinery shop. Right. Whose name I don't remember. Yeah. There's Pita, who is the local police guy. Oh, I don't think he's a constable, but he is married to Chummy. I don't know where the fuck Chummy is. Yeah. I know that there was like a reason she wasn't around. Yeah. But I don't know what it was. Did it have anything to do with her rich parents at all? It did. Maybe her mom. Yeah. Yeah. I know she comes back at some point. Okay. So presumably, (laughs) they'll be like, (laughs) hey, remember me? (laughs) I'm chummy. be like, why do you talk like Uncle Moneybags from Monopoly? (laughs) That's right, Ben. (laughs) 
And then there is the eternally rotating cast of mothers to be in various stages of distress <laughs> right. and other health problems. Yes. So, okay. That was the answer to your first leading question. <laughs> what other leading questions do you have, if any? Um, I mean, I think that basically covers it. I, you know, just sort of trying to remember where everybody left off. But I think we uh, we hit all that. Yeah, I mean, really, Nurse Boring left off being boring. Hasn't changed. Yeah. Patsy's girlfriend got hit by a bus. Right. They were going to move in together. Yeah. But she got hit by a bus. <laughs> Lost her memory. <laughs> Bad things. Yeah. Trixie. Gotten to AA. Sister Mary Cynthia, still a virgin, still a nun. Yeah. I think, look, that's not canon. <laughs> sure. But come on. I, I think it's reasonable. Uh, yeah. Sister Monica Joan is constantly almost dying. Yeah. And the rest of the nuns don't have much of an arc. Like, yeah, they're just around. Yeah. Like, occasionally they'll get something, but there's not anything right, right. particularly interesting about their personal lives. <laughs> right. They just go to Vespers a lot. <laughs> Which is fine, but there's just not much narrative juice to no, it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, so are you ready to talk about Part one of the Christmas special? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We open with a mass baptism. Not a baptism mass, a mass baptism. Whoa. Yeah. They call it the cradle roll, which sounds dangerous. Yeah. Well, that's how I always feel about an Easter egg roll. I'm like, what are you doing to those Easter eggs? (laughs) Yeah. It's like a cradle roll and whichever one survive are Anglican. At any rate, they're all being baptized by the vicar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of, uh, you know monologuing on Vanessa Redgrave's part. I only selectively paid attention to that. (laughs) So then we see that Sister Monica Joan is helping someone. The, you know, nurse nobody. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, sister nobody. Yeah. God, nurse, sister, so confusing. Yeah. So nurse, fuck, sister nobody. (laughs) (laughs) And Sister Monica Joan are making the Christmas pudding. And Sister Monica Joan is apparently still allowed to handle matches, which seems irresponsible yeah on a number of levels they really let her go so there is a woman named rosemary mccullough who is about to have twins so people are you know running around being like hi she's having twins (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so the special guest star that's some good expositing lucy (laughs) hi lucy (laughs) where do you put all them nappies (laughs) that's from the spinoff called fishwife Okay, so the special guest star is Victoria Tennant, who listeners of this podcast may know as the Queen Mum mm-hmm. from The Crown. Yeah. So she is playing the... It's not that she's estranged exactly. This... Okay. This Christmas special did not work for me on a number of levels. Okay. One of which being like, what is going on with this family? Uh-huh. So Maybe she... Maybe if we were English, we would understand. I doubt it. Okay. I think it was just weak writing. Yeah. So she's the aunt of Rosemary McCullough, and Rosemary McCullough and her mother are very close. Mm-hmm. And Iris Willens has a whole, like, wistful, like, oh, I don't have any children of my own. And, like, her whole thing is she, like, cleans the church. Okay. Like, I don't know that that's her job or that she's just, like, that lady who's like, I will clean the church. And the vicar's like, well, I can fire this other lady. So great. So I wrote down the phrase on the never, never. I don't know what that means. I meant to look it up. Yikes. It sounds naughty or scatological, but may not (laughs) be. I don't know. Anyway, we keep getting a whole bunch of close-ups of the pudding, which has been left on the stove. And, you know, it's it's rattling because it's a water bath. Okay. So they've put the pudding in the tin. 
they put the tin in, you know, this large pot filled with boiling water. Okay. And it's being cooked in that way. Sister Monica Joan was meant to be monitoring the pudding after being permitted to use matches. Right. So I can see several holes in this. <laughs> Sister Monica Joan was supposed to be watching it, but then the pudding explodes. Whoa. All over the place. Yikes. So one would have to imagine something has befallen our favorite befuddled nun. Yeah. So then we find out... Um, I was not expecting a pudding explosion. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that Delia, Patsy's girlfriend who got hit by a bus, is still alive. Patsy is still sad. <laughs> and then uh, Sister Monica Joan is discovered by, I believe, Trixie and Nurse Boring. Mm-hmm. And she's like raven sick. You know, she's she's saying all kinds of crazy bonkers things yeah they're trying to take care of her talking backwards and and uh fred is dressing up as santa this does not really have much to do with anything (laughs) just he's still here folks yep and dressed as santa and sister julianne then brings in these family jewels which (laughs) apparently comfort look i know i know i know all right where did you learn the phrase the family jewels out of curiosity? Uh in my youth, like I don't remember. I learned it from an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> so Yeah, I learned I'm pretty sure I learned it in the school. Like not from a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I can see I can see little, you know, natal boys. Yeah. You had them. <laughs> right. You needed to know about that that's true and we were not allowed to use very many terms to discuss them yeah that's true yeah i once kicked my brother in the family jewels and (laughs) i got in major trouble (laughs) which i thought was unfair on fadge (laughs) and by fadge i mean me that's generally what you mean by fadge so okay like i don't understand how the anglicans do things (laughs) but most religious orders in catholicism you have to take a vow of poverty Mm-hmm. And if she had these things, she would have had to, like, surrender them, mm. which I guess she did. But Sister Julian just kept them around. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So she says that they comfort her. And then Nurse Boring comes in. Capitalism and is- finds a way around most vows of poverty. <laughs> Nurse Boring comes in and she's all in a fit. Because she's not allowed to take time off from delivering babies to go visit her boring family. <laughs> and Sister Monica Joan goes on a whole, Fat Christmas is a time to reconnect with family. Everyone should be allowed to go to their birthplace. Why, even Mary and Joseph took baby... D- you know, just the whole fucking... And I right. love Judy Parfit in this role. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, shouldn't she be dead? Why is she still alive? Yeah. Well, and also, like, it's all very well to say that, but, like, somebody needs to deliver these babies. Yeah. Like, I don't care what... Like, the baby is not going to, like... Uh, it's Christmas, I'm going to hang out in the womb for a bit. Yeah, like, I'll just take a smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> just what, you know, like uh, two days? Boxing day. Is that cool? I'll be back. <laughs> hang on, let me update my calendar. Let me just, ah, uh, uh, gotta pull this placenta back. Okay, all right. Ah. Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> that pastor that Trixie was going to marry, his name is Tom. He has been asked for the kids in Poplar to sing on television with a crib scene with a real baby. Okay. So we, I believe, earlier during the cradle roll, heard the kids sing, and boy, howdy, are they bad. Oh, the bad news bears of singing hymns. That's these kids. So the nuns are like, uh, we think that Christmas is a religious holiday, and y'all don't need to be having cameras in our damn church. It's very much 
along the same lines as the conflict in the yeah, crown yeah. about televising the coronation. Mm-hmm. So we then see a TV producer at the church and you know that he is a TV producer because the music gets all Mr. Selfridge jazzy. Yeah. And oh God, I can what, already what pick- were their names? This, those sisters? The Dolly uh, the sisters. Dolly sisters. This guy gets the Dolly sisters treatment. Yeah. Oh man, you'd love it. Oh, I you can, just love I it. I can already picture like the guy and the music. Like I, I, yeah. Well, and he's going on about how you know he was a young lad on the boards, and you know all these <laughs> things, and he's like, by the way, no one can look poor. <laughs> the people who just are one present. Note, one note. Could y'all be less poor? Could yeah. You, yeah. That's basically what he says. <laughs> so the vicar is there, and Sheila is there for some reason. Yeah, she didn't have anywhere else to meddle. Um, and then uh, Mrs. Willens, Iris, is mm-hmm. there. And he calls her Mrs. Mop. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, they all go for a smoke in the back room to be like, this fucking guy. <laughs> Basically, Sheila's like, well, those kids sound terrible. I'm going to have auditions. And we're going to exclude these kids. And she was, you know, they were mad about him with the poor thing. But, right. you know, what? Boy, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, oh, and they are all, maybe they're not smoking. I think they're eating pink wafers. That's what they literally call them. Okay. They're those horrible cookies that are like waffled and they have like cream. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the proper name for those is pink wafers. (laughs) Yeah. Either that or it's like a brand name and they couldn't license it. Yeah. (laughs) What they could license, however, is one of my favorite holiday songs, The Man with the Bag by K-Star. Oh, I literally like yelped out loud. All right. Yelp! (laughs) Yeah. I'm not even familiar with it. And oh my gosh. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Christmas is here again. You'll get yours. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It was on my old Crabtree and Evelyn uh, Wish holiday oh, music yeah, yeah. CD. You have to have heard it because I, I used to play it all have, the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I love K-Star. She's like uh, a brassier Peggy Lee. Huh? I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. So there's a whole montage of everybody's... Peggy Lee was not brass-free as far as that I, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? There's a whole montage of, you know, everybody doing stuff. <laughs> um, Rosemary invites Mrs. Willens to go to the clinic with her. And she's all like, oh, my husband's a greengrocer, but we don't have any children. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is like, call the midwife by way of Dickens. Jesus. <laughs> so somebody's got measles at the clinic. <laughs> Okay. So I believe this is a little girl who has measles. There's also like a baby around. I know okay. it's shocking. <laughs> and somebody, I forget who, I want to say it's either Sheila or Patrick okay. who says, and the last thing we need is an outbreak. <laughs> so we will probably never hear anything more about measles again. <laughs> right. And oh my God, this week on old timey people didn't <laughs> know stuff. They are talking to each other about, I wish there was a vaccine. They're (laughs) testing it. If only one of them would work. (laughs) And I'm like, look, y'all, you got the national health. Calm down. (laughs) Like, I know. Look, MMR is on the way. There is a whole argument at, I think, the dinner table Mm -hmm. about when to decorate Nanata's house for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So apparently the standing rule is that they cannot put up any decorations until December 17th. And Sister Monica Joan is in a right tizzy about it. I think she's. I think she's still sick. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. she was sick, and maybe she wasn't sick, but well, she really wants a Christmas did she tree. Get, did she get exploded? 
No, only the pudding did. Oh, okay. She was fine. Okay. She was she was collapsed on the stairs. Okay. okay. When the pudding exploded. Gotcha. I think she's better enough because she's like getting out all of the stuff mm-hmm. and like putting up. And Sister Evangeline is like, you know the rules. <laughs> and there is like some. Vera. I forget at what point, but there's some discussion about Sister Monica Joe not having a happy childhood and Sister Evangelina is like, fuck that. <laughs> I had an unhappy childhood. She was just rich. <laughs> so they are delivering Rosemary's babies. Uh, the first one is a girl and is delivered just fine. Mrs. Willens is there because I think that's right. They were at the clinic and her water broke. Okay. And they were like, oh, it's time. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know how they do. I do. So the other one is Breach. And so, you know, take a drink. (laughs) Baby in danger. (laughs) While this is going on, Patsy is on a bus. They're on a bus taking all the kids to go see Christmas lights or something. Sure. But Patsy sees Delia and we see Delia is there with her mom. They're Mm -hmm. there to see somebody in london for her medical issues Mm -hmm. and her mom says she's not allowed to be in london anymore and that's final so lesbians in danger (laughs) mrs willens is holding the first baby Mm -hmm. and you know having ptsd about not having any children Mm -hmm. and then the second baby is born and is a boy and is fine so false alarm On Baby and Danger. <laughs> there is a little girl named Tina who's sick on the bus. She probably has measles. I'm going to gonna I, go out on the limb here. And uh, that boring nurse is boring. <laughs> then Sister Monica Joan goes on the run. <laughs> Tim is such an arsehole. She has set out to find the true meaning of Christmas. Indeed. <laughs> oh, you better strap in, sister. <laughs> Tim is an arsehole because Tim plays the piano, if you recall. This is the kid who had, like, polio or whatever. He plays the piano, and Sheila is, like, being a jerk to him. And I don't think that she has had... No, she did have auditions already. I think it was during the Man with the Bag montage. Uh, But Tim's playing the piano, and, like, he's, like, in some school for boys, and everybody's, like, tenors and baritones. I don't know. He's an ass. I don't like him. (laughs) So they have realized that Sister Monica Joan is gone. Yes. Uh, The family jewels also gone. Oh, yikes. And Chummy's Peter is taking down info about Sister Monica Jones. So mm-hmm. uh, he's around still. Right. I wrote down Ribina. I don't know why. You oh, think it's it, you a, think it, Ribina is a hot drink, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'd think he would just have like a pre-filled in template for, you know, Monica Joan shenanigans. <laughs> they don't have the budget. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh my gosh. I texted you about this. Uh These tiny bitches are singing in the bleak midwinter. (laughs) They're all like, in the bleak midwinter. And I was like, oh my God. And that was when I found out when Peaky Blinders was coming back. Anyway, there was a lot going on with me emotionally. So, and they weren't just supposed to sing Silent Night, I thought. Yeah. But Sheila had to get all fancy. Yeah. In the Bleak Midwinter is basically just like an advanced Silent Night. Yeah, that's true. I would have gotten nervous if I'd been watching. I'd be like, you're, you're going to get shot, kids. <laughs> no, no, no. One of Winston Churchill's cronies would have saved him the last minute. <laughs> Then uh, various people are out and they're finding Sister Monica Jones shoes and clothes, <laughs> which apparently she has been shedding various places. It's wow. cold. Yeah. It's literally the bleak midwinter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nurse Boring's real name is Nurse Gilbert. And believe it or not, I wrote down, she makes me miss Jenny Lee, <laughs> which is 
astonishing because we hated Jenny Lee. We did. Ugh, what a bitch. We were not fans. Okay, so that's the end of the Christmas special part one. Oh, okay. Christmas special part two. Okay. Delia finds Patsy. <gasps> oh my gosh. They're so cute. Yeah. She says that she had been writing letters to Patsy, but apparently her mom has not posted them. Oh, uh, yeah. Sister Monica Joan is found at the seaside and she's dead. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. I know, right? Whoa. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. I knew you didn't. Uh, yeah. Listen, that's the fun of tell the midwife. <laughs> I get to surprise you. You do. I'm stunned. Little Tina with the measles is homesick and Dr. Turner wants her to go into hospital. Mm-hmm. And her mother's like, it's only measles. And he says, it's never only measles, Mrs. Lewis. What does he mean? I don't know. That bitch. <laughs> Dr. Turner is a messy bitch who loves drama. <laughs> He loves it. Yeah. I think it's just only measles sometimes. Yeah. Like that's, it's. Like, yeah. Can it kill you? Sure. Yeah. Like measles is bad enough. Yeah. Only measles is still plenty bad. So. Anti-vaxxers. Then um, we get a scene because Sister Julianne and Sister Evangelina have to go identify Sister Monica Jones' body. Mm -hmm. But double surprise, it's not her. What? It's some other lady. What? Yeah. Which is sad. And like, it's. It's not that it's funny, but like you see them both being like delighted that it's not Sister Monica Joan, and then being like, "Oh fuck, yeah!" Like this woman died at like the riverside or the seaside, right. and apparently with no one to mourn her. Yeah, yeah. So then we see <laughs> Sister Monica Joan, that dizzy bitch. <laughs> she's sleeping in a barn, talking to a rat and saying, "There will be no more cakes and ale." And I'm like, "What?" How are you not dead? I do not understand you. I feel like you are supposed to be teaching me something, but I'm not here for it at all. So she's She's teaching you that there will be no more cakes. She's adorable, but she should be dead. Uh, Measles, measles everywhere. Sheila's choir. The last thing they needed was an outbreak. I know. And yet that's what they got. (laughs) Bummer. It's the lump of coal in poplar stocking. I'm getting measles for Christmas. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are dead of measles. Uh, <laughs> Sheila's choir is suspended for That's the measles. Even worse than in the bleak midwinter. <laughs> in the bleak measles winter, Sheila's choir is suspended. <laughs> so you know, because this is. I did not like the Christmas specials. Yeah, for this one, you you, you said no. Uh, the the next episode is good, and I like that one a lot. But like what? this one is just so paint by numbers, and mm. shit gets even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But you know, Patrick comes in and tells Sheila, you know, oh, I asked you know the Board of Health for a suspension of classes and all group things, and <laughs> Sheila's like, oh, good, I'm glad you asked for that, and he's like, but Sheila. <laughs> This means your choir is suspended. And she's like, no. (laughs) She worked so hard. Yeah. She worked so hard making those goddamn children learn in the bleak midwinter. Now they have no choice but become crime lords in Birmingham. It's the only skills they have left if they survive the measles. So... I'm guessing that Sister Monica Joan is going to her ancestral home 
given her feverish rantings in the previous episode. Right. So she comes up to a, a, a big... Maybe est- she was raised in that barn. Uh, no, because <laughs> she is now at a big estate that's for sale. Uh, Remember, she was rich. Sister Evangelina was raised in a barn. <laughs> that rat is her brother. <laughs> JK. So then the show producer is angry that all... The kids have measles. (laughs) Right. He's pissed off. And then I think this scene I actually really enjoy as show folk. Yeah. Because he's saying, I was sick and I still went on when I was doing Peter Pan and blah, blah, blah. And she is like, I'm sorry no one was looking out for your interests when you were a child. (laughs) He's like, well, and she's like, when you were playing Peter Pan, he's like, I wasn't even playing Peter Pan. (laughs) I was playing Smee. Like, I feel like, had you been born in a different... Ge- like, you right. would be this guy. Yeah. Like... Yeah. No, I, I can see that. Yeah. No, and I, I, I do just... Like, I was just picturing, like, Wag the dog with this guy. Like, yeah. measles, this is nothing. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly... Well, but no, but I mean, because they're like, we're not putting these children right. in danger. And he's like, the hell you aren't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the entertainment industry is built on? Anyway, but Sheila helps him to process some of his post-traumatic stress. <laughs> yes. Because I can only imagine, because he's like in his 40s or 50s. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about like the 1920s. Yeah. Not a great time to be a child actor. <laughs> no. So... Not a great time to be much of anything, really. They, they sort things out somehow. I can't remember when they decide this. They decide that what they're going to do is have the midwives and the sisters sing rather than the children Uh, because none of them apparently have measles so they're all and i forget why sister julianne says that she'll do it but you know sheila talks her into it we get mrs willens waxing all philosophical about church and she's always sad around the holidays we have found out at some point that she had a baby named lorna and lorna died okay when she was like three or four months old okay and um we find out some of this because she's bought raffle tickets from Mrs. Fred, who is she's raffling off like a bunch of baby supplies mm-hmm. from her shop. Mm-hmm. And so she buys two to hopefully win for the twins that uh-huh. her niece is having. Uh-huh. And we get a very sweet scene where Mrs. Fred makes Fred help her rig the raffle uh-huh. so that she'll win. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, but she says that she's sorry she gave Lorna such a sad name and she wishes she'd given her a happier name. God damn it. I'm telling <laughs> you about this. I don't even like this plot. Yeah. No, and I'm I, getting I, all emotional. I expected this. <laughs> Look. <laughs> There's nothing. There, you can't fight Call the Midwife, I Kelly. didn't. No. I didn't start it in this one. But the next one, like, I just, I take a note every time I sobbed. <laughs> so <laughs> she has offered to bring a new orange crate because my husband's a greengrocer and we couldn't have children. Um, <laughs> so he's like bringing. Uh, don't you mean an orange grocer? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he's something else and I don't remember the oh, name okay. of it. But. She's like, you deserve something nicer than an orange box. So she brings in Lorna's old crib. Mm. And she's like, we'll use this. And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) I must have cried because I wrote, oh, Jesus, it's her baby's crib. (laughs) (laughs) There are some hippies living in Sister Monica Jones' old house. Oh. Which is interesting. Yeah. Seeing British hippies. Yeah. Britpies? That doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. And she's talking to them and they're like, hello. (laughs) 
Like we were just squatting here. <laughs> this is unexpected. <laughs> well, and they're like, we don't know if we can call anybody because we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> but they have a lot of, you know, uh, environmentalist posters, which Sister Monica Joan is in favor of. Oh, That's the thing that amazes me about Sister Monica Joan. Mm-hmm. She is so ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. so many ways, and I love I love that aspect of her character. Yeah, yeah. Nurse Crabby. <laughs> I was like, are these the kind of hippies that like get stoned and stuff? Because I feel like Monica Joan would fit right. Oh in. Oh my god! Well, look, <laughs> I mean, you know, it seems to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, they managed to sort of try to help her out. She's like, I need a hot brick for my feet, and they're like, all right, brick of weed work for you. <laughs> Nurse Crabby, who is Nurse Crane, uh-huh. I call her Nurse Crabby. <laughs> Try right. to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Nurse Crabby is gargling brandy because they were rehearsing the singing and Mrs. Turner told her that she needed to lubricate her vocal cords. All right. And then she hilariously accidentally swallows the brandy. <laughs> I don't know why this is a joke, but... <sighs> like, yeah, accidentally. <laughs> like, who cares? You're crabby and ugly. Drink as much as you want. <laughs> Alcoholism is a serious disease. <laughs> <laughs> so then Sister Evangelina goes AWOL to save Sister Monica Joan because basically the police can't do anything for reasons. Uh-huh. Like they can't go check because she's like put it all together and she's like, I think she's gone to her old home. Mm. And Peter's like, we can't, you know, the regulations. And she's like, curse your regulations. <laughs> Well, yeah, like nuns are fall under ecclesiastical jurisdiction ever since, yeah. you know, Magna Carta. Yeah. There's like nothing they can do. Anyway. It's got to go to the court of star chamber and like, who knows? Fred is driving a whole truck full of Christmas trees. And this is what I love about a UK Christmas special. <laughs> they just are like, how much Christmas can we cram in here? Can Fred just randomly have 20 Christmas trees? Yes, he can. <laughs> So she hijacks his truck and she's like, let's go to Berkshire, which I think is correct. Okay. Um, We know wherever this is. And he's like, Berkshire. (laughs) And, you know, anyway, it's hijinks. Um, the producer this like, is like this feels like a sort of scene that the Muppets could show up in easily. Oh my god, <laughs> this was a very Muppety experience. As so, the producer's being all weird about the quote unquote costumes. Uh-huh. He's like, the nuns look fine, but what the hell is this midwife's outfit? <laughs> and you know, Nurse Boring is like, eh. like show a little leg, ladies. <laughs> Uh, Mrs. Willen suddenly takes very ill and I'm like oh god and we know that she's had kidney stones mm. but apparently those have been gone okay. but anyway so she's real sick all of a sudden uh, and then it looks like Sister Monica Joan dies she's just like laying there and it, this is like a montage thing it's very uh-huh. confusing and then <laughs> Mrs. Willens is being examined by Dr. Turner and Sheila turns out She's nine months pregnant and about to deliver. What? This is the dumbest shit. (laughs) It made me so angry. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I know that this can happen. I know. There was a whole show. There was a whole show. I didn't know I was pregnant. (laughs) And, you know, but she's like 46 or something like that. So she just really didn't think that was possible. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's just too convenient. Yeah. I know it's the Christmas special. Right. I know it's the Christmas special. (laughs) But it's bullshit. Right. Not that I'm not crying. Yeah. So I guess and then 
okay, so I didn't officially mark it, but every time I wrote Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'm assuming that was some tears. Yeah. Because she, when she was attending at her niece's delivery, she was saying, oh, you know, Sister Julianne delivered my baby, and this is what she did. So she's at the maternity home, and she's having her baby, and Sister Julianne is there to deliver her baby. And she's like, oh, is Sister Julianne just like before? <laughs> Sister Julianne is like, yeah, I'm hardly on the show anymore for some reason, but here I am. Ah, the costermonger. That's what he's called. Uh, yes. I don't know what that means. Uh, he sells costers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the baby is born and he has, you know, rushed over from his coster. Uh, yeah. And he holds the baby and he correctly guesses her weight. <laughs> and then... Mrs. Willen says that she is so happy and she is sorry, you know, that she named the previous baby Lorna right. and Sister Julianne when she was about to deliver, you know, she was like, I don't know how I'm going to love this baby. And she's like, no, 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 it'll be twice as much love. It's not love by half. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. So then she names the baby Joy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now even you're getting choked up. No, I. This I, is I like this is secondhand. Well, call the midwife. I knew it. It has that power. Then Sister Evangelina has made. I it. didn't put on eye makeup. I knew. This Good job. Happen. Good job. <laughs> Sister Evangelina makes it to the estate, and she's praying over Sister Monica Joan, who is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, fuck this show. <laughs> Then Delia calls Patsy, <laughs> and she swears she'll come back to London. <laughs> and then Fred, oh, this is where Fred and Mrs. Fred rig the raffle so that Mrs. Willens uh. will win. Well, because she's like, I don't have a stitch of clothing for a baby. <laughs> My husband's a costermonger. <laughs> we didn't have any children. Anyway. I can't give, I can't clothe the baby in costers. <laughs> So, Sister Monica Joan, uh, okay, so we find out, they're going to take Sister Monica Joan in an ambulance, but then she's like, we can just get a taxi, because I sold my parents' jewels, and uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so, guess how she spends her winnings? <laughs> oh, I miss this part. So, she's been bitching that they don't have a television at Nanata's house. Oh, okay. And she is all about the future. Yeah. And she's all about televisions. Mm-hmm. And um, so she replaces the Christmas pudding because like apparently because that pudding blew up, they can't have another one. <laughs> right. Well, it's, you know, law. Yeah. One pudding so per she bought nunnery. a new pudding and then she bought a TV so they could all watch the broadcast mm-hmm. of them on TV with the cradle. With baby Joy in the cradle. And Nurse Boring's parents could watch her on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Fuck you, Nurse Boring. <laughs> and that's the end of the Christmas specials. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's been the first part of telling. I think that went well. No, it was good. Yeah. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. All right. Let me just gargle a little bit of this brandy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, she's it's not. Tea. It's not brandy. It's Downton Abbey branded tea. Ooh. It's the Crawley Sisters blend from Republic of Tea. We're never going to escape that show, are we? It's a rose hibiscus blend. No, we're, why would you want to? Well, that's a good point. It's brought us so much joy. It has. I don't actually want to. Joy. <laughs> I look, honestly, there's so much other stuff that we're covering. Sometimes I'm like, we should like go back and watch Downton Abbey. But I'm also like, I don't know if I, I don't know that I have enough space from it yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I think. But, you know, who knows? Like a year from now, no, maybe? I don't like, know. Who knows where we'll be? Yeah. 
I mean, if it's maybe Julie, the maybe that ever... could be a new uh, Patreon reward. Oh yeah, we're getting close to the five Maggie Smiths one. Ooh. We're only eighty dollars away. Excellent. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, Rufio. <laughs> <laughs> Run home, Jack. <laughs> That's sh- Look, if you don't love Hook. I mean, you can hate love it. Yeah, oh, you can totally hate love yeah. it. I just can't believe how much I watched it as a child. I know. I watched it all the time. And it's like seven hours long. It's so long. <laughs> but like, I loved it. Yeah. I loved every second of it. I know, me too. I guess kids do have capacity beyond their means because I was riveted by all of it. Yeah. Like, I was riveted by the, you know, Peter Pan's midlife crisis uh-huh. by... Captain Hook's suicidal ideation, <laughs> and also all the crap with the Lost Boys and such. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the next episode is the only thing that lost me is when Tinker Bell like made oh, itself full size. Yeah, and like, tried to make out with him. I was, was like, like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> Nobody wants to see you two fuck. Come on. <laughs> I hope you didn't think that. <laughs> so. I wrote on this one called the Midwest, <laughs> and I left it because it was funny. <laughs> okay, so this is the second of our call the Midwest. Yes, and I think they just have episode numbers. So this is episode one okay. of season five, okay. technically. Yeah, we get some voiceover from Vanessa Redgrave about the female body being a miracle, and I started crying immediately. <laughs> Well, because Trixie's in her aerobics class and she looks so happy. Yeah. Somebody delivers a Hindu baby and the daddy is anointing the baby with oil. Yeah. (laughs) And she talks about how the female body is like vulnerable and strong. (laughs) And it's like this beautiful miracle. (laughs) And I was thinking about me and I was thinking about you and all the people. Anyway. (laughs) So, wow. I'm not kidding, man. No, I believe you. Um, I really do. There's a little astronaut running around. (laughs) And uh, Sheila's like, who are you going to Mars? And he's like, I'm going to the moon. There's no air on Mars. (laughs) I'm not making this up. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah, boy, that kid's going to be in trouble when he gets to the moon. Right. I, I know. I was <laughs> like, like I got what, bad news who have for you, you been buddy? talking to? <laughs> oh, man. And that makes me think of that song on Sesame Street where Ernie is singing, I don't want to live on the moon. I can't talk about that without crying. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay. It's really okay. Um, what what year are we at at this point? 1961. Okay. This is spring of 1961, okay. which they don't say till the end of the episode. Okay. But I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is the spring immediately following the winter of 1960. The bleak midwinter. Yes. So this little boy is there for his mother, Mrs. Mullocks, and she wants milk of magnesia. And she was like, she needs to come in and see doctor so we can give her a free prescription. And I'm like, bitch, these people are never going to listen to you. (laughs) As long as you're just giving it to their kids, like they're going to keep sending their kids. They got laundry to do. They do. So Trixie is riding a bike around like a French new wave film. (laughs) And there's some photographer hanging around. Uh, She gets back and everyone is so excited because these bitches got new uniforms. OMG. Yeah. They're all so excited. Wow, I guess that produce, and they really took that producer's criticisms to heart. They did. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. And so Nurse Crane, a.k.a. Nurse Krabby, is in with Sister Julienne. 
and you know she's expressing all this concern and she's saying we are midwives not glamour pusses <laughs> and sister julian's like yeah it's fine <laughs> so then nurse crane comes out and she's like oh, i'll race you girls to try it on and like i'm like why are you being crazy so they all try them on and they're all so excited you know i don't like they're all sitting around their underwear and like trixie sees nurse crane and like has a weird i don't know yeah. i was concerned this was going to be like a let's help nurse crane lose weight thing oh, yikes, yeah. it's not okay but i was just anyway it was a weird scene yeah apparently ninata's house has given up cake for lent ah uh. and sister monica joan is pissed. <laughs> She's so angry, and she says that Islamists have entire feasts of fasting, and the elderly and infirm are accepted. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, ahead of your time. Because yeah. now at least Catholics don't have to fast. Yeah. She's like, listen, I've only got two things left, cake and uttering gnomic wisdom. <laughs> Then we see Milk of Magnesia Lady, and she's fussing with a dog because it has fleas, and apparently she's in labor. <laughs> All right. And then she's saying to her husband she wants to name the baby Jonquil. <laughs> and I'm like, no! <laughs> her name is Rhoda, so this is Rhoda Mullocks. Okay. She's our, you know, tragedy of the week. And then they get her to the hospital. And John- she- yeah, no, Jonquil's not an upgrade over Rhoda. Anyway, no. carry on. Well, she... You know, I forget what the... Anyway, we also find out her favorite flowers are daffodils, which comes up later, but... But not... The name the kid <sighs> daffodil. Anyway, uh, sorry. Anyway, look. <laughs> but she calls them daffs. <laughs> That's fun. You can name a kid Daphne. Yeah. That's okay. That'd be fine, Rhoda. <laughs> so she gets there, and then I guess she's, like, putting on how bad her labor is to, like, get away from the kids. I'm like, what an asshole. <laughs> but we found out in the course of that, that this was an unplanned baby and, you know, mm. her husband asked for a kiss and she's like, oh, I should have stopped there when you were at me nine months ago. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that vicar is back to see Nurse Boring about Easter bonnets because he failed to do both the emotional and physical labor of the <laughs> Easter parade. Okay, so uh, Trixie and Nurse Boring are out on their bikes to do their rounds and Nurse Boring has already got a run in her stockings because mm. she's an idiot and trixie says an elegant woman wears her clothes they don't wear her and i'm like trixie you are such a delicious bitch i wrote i hate nurse boring bring back chummy (laughs) the photographer is wearing a leather jacket whoa so you know it's the 60s and he wants to photograph trixie and there's a whole thing where he's like i'm trying to capture the old east end before it's gone and she's like well the new east end has some very attractive qualities like vaccinations and indoor toilets (laughs) and he's like yeah i'm gonna take a bunch of pictures of indoor toilets yeah that's gonna sell (laughs) anyway he's from holland park and he's like i need more access or else it's just gonna be a bunch of meth strinkers i don't know what a meth strinker is but it doesn't sound good no i thought meths it was like like a fuel, like Sterno or whatever. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're drinking that. Maybe. Again, I meant to look that up. Well, sure. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm people not... People g- will expect a certain uh, lack of effort from us. <laughs> they do. I'm not going to complain. I didn't do anything. Yeah. That, you got real lucky. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. Because you were like, I'm doing this research. I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was nice. And then, you know, they're playing like 60s music. And it's just like so funny to hear this. Because, like, it feels more modern than the show looks somehow. Mm, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just the British accents. Yeah. But Patsy has found an irregularity with Rhoda's baby, and she has to move. And 
they finally they they work it out. It's not a big deal. Okay. So she gets the baby out, but the baby's deformed. <gasps> yeah, I thought the baby was in the clear. Mm. No, no, Yeet. baby in danger. This baby got no limbs. Oh no. Yeah, it's got little hands and uh-huh. feet that are kind of webbed. Yeah, but no limbs. And crime number two. Yeah. And basically, you know, Sheila and Doctor Turner, like they don't even let Rhoda see the baby. Mm-hmm. They just take her away. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Turner is like, she can't live. Yeah. I was crying there. Yeah. So take a drink. Oh, <laughs> uh, how did I ever think this vicar was good enough for Trixie? <laughs> Easter bonnet, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I think we were skeptical, but we were willing to take Trixie's word for it. Sure. Yeah. I just want Trixie to get what she wants. I know. So Rhoda wants to see her baby, but everybody's being weird because mm. it was this, you know, early 60s and people didn't understand about, you know, anything. <laughs> yeah. There are hijinks with Keep Fit. Oh, so I think in the very beginning, Trixie was announced that she had gotten through the Keep Fit program to become an instructor in record speed. So she is now a Keep Fit aerobics instructor. All right. So there's some hijinks at her class and there's, you know, uh, a comical old fat lady, you know, (laughs) and she's saying stuff. (laughs) Sure. So we find out that the baby has phocomelia, which translates to seal-limbed, and survival is not likely, and Patrick advises healthy boundaries and that Sheila shouldn't get invested in this. Mm -hmm. So she goes home to their kids, and then the baby, so they've been advised by the children's hospital to keep the baby comfortable. The baby doesn't seem to want to eat mm-hmm. and to just watch for a gradual fading of vital signs. Mm-hmm. They say it's not likely that the baby will live through the night. Mm-hmm. But this baby is a fighter. <laughs> this baby won't die. <laughs> and then Patrick is smoking. Do you remember there was a whole thing where like Tim wanted him to quit smoking? And Yeah. So people are still smoking. Yeah, well. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Because uh, Rhoda wanted a cigarette Mm. and Sheila was like, we don't encourage it in the ward. (laughs) So then Patsy is making plans to see Delia. (gasps) She's slept with with hot rollers in Uh and she's saying, oh, I barely slept a wink. I don't know how you sleep with an entire head full of hardware every night, Trixie. (laughs) And Trixie's like, I'm better than you. (laughs) (laughs) So... Sheila is getting sort of, you know, revved up to go tell Rhoda what's going on. She gets two cigarettes. <laughs> she goes in and Rhoda's like kind of clocking that something weird is happening. Yeah. So her husband comes, you know, to see her and the baby and he's brought her daffodils, mm-hmm. which are her favorite flower. And in the, in the process of Sheila telling Rhoda what's going on, Rhoda's upset, but she's like, I want to see her. Like, I don't care what's going on. Yeah. I want to see my baby. Yeah. But then Mr. Mullocks hears the baby crying and he wanders into wherever they're keeping the baby mm-hmm. and he sees the baby and he comes out and he sees Dr. Turner and he's so angry and he says, how could you let that live? Very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they bring the baby in to see Rhoda. And she sees her and, you know, she's been told like she's got a beautiful face and Sister Mary Cynthia is there for some reason. Anyway, and she sees her arms and she says, what a mess, eh? And it's like, it's the sweetest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to Patsy looking stunning. (laughs) She's wearing a very beautiful sleeveless dress and she's so pretty. And then D. 
Delia comes in and Delia is such like a, it's not even that Delia is frumpy, uh-huh. but it's just like, oh my God. I'm like, girl, what is up with that hair? <laughs> I know people thought it was fine. Yeah, but. yeah. So she comes in and she's gotten a full clean bill of health mm-hmm. and she says, oh, you know, I walked into that hospital a patient and I walked out an employee because she like was like, I want a job. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Turner tries to explain to Mr. Mullocks, you know, it's okay. You know, here's what's going on. And then he can't find his lighter. Okay. I don't know if it's that Sheila took it, but I think maybe the baby's deformed from smoking. Okay. We never get conclusion on this. All right. But maybe. Okay. I don't know. So Mrs. Busby is Delia's mom, and she comes and joins Patsy and Delia for lunch. And Delia's like, oh, I've got this job. And her mom's like, uh, yeah, you're coming to Wales. Like, you're not living in London. Fuck this. And yeah. Delia's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I has a sad. And then Rhoda doesn't want her baby to be taken to the hospital. She wants, you know, mm-hmm. to keep the baby with her. And then Sister Evangelina is upset because somehow this ne'er-do-well photographer has gotten all of his photos in the newspaper. All right. I'm confused what his purpose was. But anyway, there's all these photos in the newspaper of all of the girls in their, like, leotards, mm. which apparently is, like, inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, I And everybody's freaking out. Yeah. Then Sister Monica Joan is upset because all of the nurses come in and they've gotten eclairs to, like break their Lenten fast. Yeah. And she's very upset because it's Maundy Thursday uh-huh. and, you know, Lent has not ended yet. But Nurse Boring, in a brief fit of usefulness, <laughs> points out that in the Orthodox Church, Maundy Thursday is the end of Lent. Oh. So Sister Monica Joan is like, okay. <laughs> I'm Orthodox now. Yeah. So anyway, they're all eating eclairs. And then um, – Sister Monica Joan also goes to keep fit with everybody, and it is delightful. Oh, my gosh. So I'm glad she's not dead. I just find it implausible. Right. Yeah, that's, I, I understand. Comical fat lady. Is that it again? Oh, no. What is she like? <laughs> then Sister Mary Cynthia is trying at Mr. Mullock's home to convince him to let the baby come home, mm-hmm. and their daughter Belinda comes down. And she's got, you know, all of these baby clothes, you know, because her mom was keeping the boy clothes and the girl clothes. And mm-hmm. she says, mom had both because you never know what you're going to get. You know. Right. Message. Life is like a pregnant woman. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> but, but anyway, they're getting all these clothes because the baby is formed so strangely that regular nappies don't fit. Mm. And, you know, regular clothes don't seem to fit. Right. And then we're back at Keep Fit and the comical fat lady's upset and she suddenly runs out and Trixie follows her mm-hmm. to the bathroom and it turns out she peed herself mm. and she says, you know, this has been happening and Trixie's saying that you need to go to the doctor about this, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, she'll just say it's because I had seven kids and she's like, no, I know my way around a vagina. <laughs> go see the doctor. Yeah. And then all of the nurses come home from Keep Fit with Sister Monica Joan. They're all eating chips. And uh, Sister Julienne is like, Trixie, come see me at 9 a.m. And Trixie's like, I'm engaged at that time. I'll be there at 9.30. Cause she's told all the She's like, they can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And Sister Monica Joan was like, I have not broken our Lenten fast. I have only eaten potato chips. <laughs> it's like, bitch, learn how to lie. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. So Sister Cynthia has brought the clothes for Susan. Oh, I'm sorry. I think we missed the scene where 
Rhoda has decided to give her baby the name Susan because she came up with fancy names for her other kids, Belinda mm. and Perry, because she had a fancy name and it made her special. Okay. But she said that she wants to name this baby Susan because no one will ever ask how to spell it or pronounce it. <laughs> They'll never have any questions about her name. Yeah. Because she'll need that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they bring the clothes that have been altered for the seal baby. Yeah. Um. And then we see in the doctor's appointment that the comical fat lady has a prolapsed womb. Ah. And Dr. Turner says that he's going to refer her for surgical repair. Mm-hmm. And she says, is that covered on the national health? And he says, everything's on the national health now. This also made me cry. Yeah. Because fuck, man. Yeah. We shouldn't have to pay to stay alive. Yeah. You know, that phrase is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. But I think it just ought to be the rich get richer and the poor get dead. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. It makes me so angry. I know. So now we cut to Sister Julianne's meeting with Trixie. And she says that Trixie isn't allowed to keep doing Keep Fit. And she can't have all the staff go out for social engagements that take them away from their work all at the same time. Mm. Which was something I wondered about. Because yeah, I was that's... like, okay, how how are y'all <laughs> at the same place? At this? Like, isn't somebody having a baby? <laughs> right. These women are pregnant all the time. <laughs> like, who's working the clinic? I have so many questions. Yeah. But Trixie gets very upset because Sister Julianne has said, you know, you already have one night a week off for your class. Mm-hmm. And Trixie gets up and she says, Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'm not afraid to say the name saved me. And like she goes off on that and she's like, and keep fit makes me whole. And if I don't have these things, I'm not going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you old fuddy-duddy nurses need to get with the program. Yeah. And she says, I don't do keep fit just for myself. She's like, today I helped this woman mm-hmm. who didn't even know, because we find out the woman didn't know that vagina was even a word. Mm-hmm. And when she gets referred for the surgery, she's like, um, you know, I didn't even have the words to ask for help before. Yeah. And, you know, Sister Julian basically says, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. You're like a member of this community. You're learning all these things. Mm-hmm. Keep doing it. But I mean, also, like, they can't all go to keep fit at the same time. <laughs> right. They I just agree. can't. I agree. So then Belinda and Perry have come and they're looking at the baby. And Rhoda says that she's their baby. And she says, you know, if other people say anything nasty about her, well, then Perry is just going to have to fight him. Yeah. And Mr. Mullix is there. And then he finally comes around. Yeah. And he holds, well, because Perry was going to hold her. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, Perry might hurt her. Yeah. So, you know, let me hold her and I'll be gentle. And then they're having Easter dinner and... Mrs. Busby and Delia are there for some reason. <laughs> and Mrs. Busby's like, she can't live in London. Where would she live? And Sister Julian's like, yeah, she'd just live here. We've been housing lesbians for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> And then we see the Easter parade with all the kids, which this is actually a nice thing. I know I've been giving the vicar a hard time, yeah. but they make a bunch of Easter bonnets for the kids mm-hmm. because that way everybody can have one regardless of income. Right, right. And then Vanessa Redgrave does a whole bit where she's like, oh, you know, the time came when Susan couldn't be swaddled mm-hmm. to hide her deformity. And then she's talking about like the cause was just one word that rocked society or something like that. It was very unclear and i meant to look it up in a recap to Uh be like did you clock what this meant because (laughs) 
I think that it's that cigarettes cause, you know, deformity in mm. fetuses, but I, I have no idea. But right. it's very weird. But, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll come to some sort of knowledge. Yeah. But <laughs> sure. yeah. So that was Tell the Midwife. All right. Yeah. Lots of crying. Yeah. Very so much, much crying. So. Yeah. All the crying. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be more. There's 17 more episodes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 17 more, three call the midwives down, 17 to go. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm hoping to do four in the next one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would have done four today if I hadn't had errands to run this morning, yeah, but yeah. you know, we'll get it all done. That's right. So we'll be posting these as soon as we get them recorded. Mm-hmm. We do have a lot on yeah. with trying to get the crown and Peaky Blinders in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs, luncheon out.